Welcome to the CX Chronicles podcast. This is the show for customer service managers, VPs of customer experience, and all of you other CXers out there. Every week, we are going to dig into topics, challenges, wins, and updates in the CX and customer service community. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Check us out at CXChronicles.com. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for being a part of the CX Chronicles Nation. I'm extremely excited for today's show as we welcome Shep Hyken, Chief Amazement Officer of Shepherd Presentations. As a customer service experience and keynote speaker, Shep works with companies who want to build loyal relationships with their customers and their employees. Shep is the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller of The Amazement Revolution, The Cult of the Customer, The Loyal Customer, Moments of Magic, Amaze Every Customer Every Time, and his most recent book, The Convenience Revolution, which is available in stores today. In 2008, Shep was inducted into the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame for speaker and lifetime achievement in the professional speaking industry. In 1983, Shep found Shepherd Presentations and has since then worked with hundreds of companies and associations on their customer service and loyalty initiatives. Some of his clients include American Airlines, American Express, Aetna, Anheuser-Busch, AT&T, Abbott Laboratories, and guys, that's just a few of the A's. Shep's presentations focus on customer service, customer loyalty, internal customer service, the customer experience, and he works with each and every one of his clients to think about how they can grow their companies and grow their customer bases through the power of customer experience. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Shep Hyken to the CX Chronicles podcast. Freshdesk. Everything you need to redefine your customer support. Keep track of conversations. Resolve your customer issues. Support your customer across all channels. And increase your team's productivity. Check out Freshdesk at freshdesk.com today. All right. Well, welcome to the CX Chronicles. Uh, today, guys, I'm really, really excited. Excited. We have Shep Hyken on the show. Shep, welcome to the CX Chronicles. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. No problem. So, folks, uh, many of my listeners are very well of, uh, very aware of who Shep is. He's got a number of books. He's got a bunch of awesome training courses and materials, and he literally gets to travel all over the world talking about customer experience, customer service, uh, customer engagement, and really just getting folks to think about how how you need to take care of customers to really grow your business into the future. So, Shep, I'm so excited that you're on the show today. Well, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to share whatever I have to share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a sharing guy. <laughs> let's start off. Let's, uh, Shep, I'd love for you to take five, ten minutes. Tell us about your customer experience, uh, service, and sales journey. How did you get to where you are today? Well, we don't need to spend all that much time on it, but I'll give you a real quick background. I'll give you maybe the two-minute version. How's that? Perfect. Starting when I was age uh, 12, I had my first business, a birthday party magic show business. Came home from my first show, was paid $16. That was $15 plus a dollar tip. And 
my mom after dinner said, what are you going to do now after dinner? And I thought homework was the right answer. It was a school night. No. Um, how about uh, write a thank you note? And I wrote a thank you note to these people. And my dad said, a week from now, I want you to follow up, call them up, thank them again, and then um, ask them, how'd you like the show? If they say they liked it, ask them what tricks they liked the best. I said, okay, great idea. And my dad said, when you start doing more shows, if you ask them what tricks they like the best, if everybody says the same tricks, then you know what the tricks that everybody likes are. But if they don't talk about certain ones, get rid of them. (laughs) So little did I know, my mom and dad were teaching me about, number one, showing appreciation to customers. Number two, getting feedback. Number three, using the feedback, process improvement. All of that is about customer service and experience. And really, at age 12, that's where it started. Uh, Age 16, um, I, you know, I, I actually had a pretty cool defining moment. I just started uh, realizing this. I was plowing driveways. I bought a snow plow and a Jeep, an old, old Jeep, paid $900 for it. And I, I know the plow was worth 700 so you know how bad the car was. <laughs> and I got up at 4 a.m. to go plow the driveways that I've been plowing all winter, and my car wouldn't start. And I'm thought, oh, no, I got all these people that depend on me. And I called a friend of mine who had a brand new car, a big Chevy Blazer and a snowplow. And I said, look, I know you don't do driveways, but hey, if you'll do my driveways this morning, I'll give you all of the money. And I jumped in the car with him. He came over, picked me up and we did all the driveways. I made nothing. But guess what? I made sure my clients were happy. My customers were happy. So that's really where, you know, it's in my DNA, I guess, from the time I was young. So 1983, I've been out of college for about a year. I saw a couple of motivational speakers, and I said, I can do that. And that's exactly what happened. I went to the bookstore, read a bunch of books, found out there was something called customer service, which resonated with me because of all the things I'd done. You know, by the way, I just give you a few highlights, but that was the way I was. You know, I worked at a self-service gas station. If there was an elderly person, I would go out and pump their gas, even though we were self-serve. Didn't have to. It's because it was the right thing to do. So that's what I did. And then I just started teaching about it and writing about it and uh, speaking about it. And that's where we are today, 35 years later. You'd think I was much younger because I'm so damn good looking. <laughs> well, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been a good run here. I think I got another 10 years or so left, maybe 15. I don't want to be the old cute man on stage. But uh, <laughs> you know, I love it. So, and there's really three areas that I, I make a living at. One is I do keynote speeches at events around the world. Uh, number two, we have a training company, and and we have trainers that actually deliver all of my content at a much deeper dive. And then on uh, the the big the big fun thing is I write books. You know, I, yep. I mean, I'm working on number seven. It's coming out October second. Again, awesome. another another uh, level of customer service and experience. I think this is going to be one of the most powerful books I've written. Because nobody has written about this. So uh, I'll let you decide if you want me to talk about it or not. Please do. Chef, go ahead. Please let us know. So it's, it, there's, I noticed there's some great companies, rock, the rock star companies in customer service. If you look at an overwhelming majority of them, they do one thing that completely disrupts their competition. It's not that they're just better. It's they're better at service, but one area of service they really excel at, and that is they're more convenient to do business with. Yep. And uh, who's the most convenient company on the planet? I'll see if you know the answer to this. I mean, I'm going to have to make a guess that Amazon's pretty darn convenient. Well, gosh, ding, ding, ding. That is the correct <laughs> answer. Right. Yeah. 
And and they're they're if you think about what they've done, they've created a system. They disrupted an entire industry of, of books, and now they disrupt the entire retail world because what they do is is you know. And by the way, everybody thinks Amazon's you know the least expensive, and you save money with Amazon. You do save money, but not as much as everybody thinks anymore. Yep. It used to be it was a big discount, and in some areas it still is. But you know what? They will even share with you. This item you're looking at can be bought from another retailer who, by the way, is part of the Amazon marketplace. Yep. It can be bought at less, you know, for less money. But guess what? It's amazing how many people say, nope, I'm going to stay with Amazon because I know I can count on them and it's easy. One click ordering, you just click on the item, boom, it's, it's there, it's delivered. You know, two days later, if you have a Prime membership, uh, they have a button that fits, you know, that adheres to the side of like your washing machine at home. And when you run low on detergent, you push the button yep. and more detergent shows up tomorrow. They, they have a subscription service now where you can subscribe and save when you, when you subscribe to receiving something every month or every week week at the same time, they will give you an incentive to do so. Um, you know, there's, they just are so convenient in so many different ways. Uh, so the six areas of convenience, real simple, and every company can have at least one, if not multiples of these. There's, first of all, reducing friction. That's a given, but yeah. some companies have made it like close to their entire value proposition. So I want you to think about Uber and Lyft. Companies like that, Uber being first to the uh, market, they disrupted the cab industry. Yep. How? So much more convenient. You don't even have to pay when you walk out. You just walk away and it magically uh, charges to your credit card. I mean, that's so easy. Um, there's technology. Companies like PayPal made it real easy to move money from one from your account to someone else. And then there's, of course, Venmo and all the others. But there's companies that use technology to create an ease of convenience. Self-service. Think about the companies that are using self-service. And I'm not just talking about self-service customer service. Uh, and, you know, of course, you go to a grocery store, you got checkout lines where you can now go and check out yourself. It's faster if you learn how to use the system. But how about the airlines that created online check-in? You yep. know, it's so much faster and quicker than having to wait in the line. Uh, the company that I use as a main case study is Panera. Uh, do they have a Panera where you live? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, so, Chef. Over the last several years, Panera has moved into uh, self-serve where you can go into a kiosk. You don't have to wait in line. By the way, by going self-serve, they didn't cut employees. They allow those employees to better serve their customers. Hmm. So, But I can go on and on about Panera. Delivery. Uh, my car dealership will actually bring my car or bring a new car to me when my car needs an oil change. I don't have to bring it in. And the guy said, when you Come back to my dealership. It will be to buy a new car, not because you need service. We take care of you. We come to you for the service. And there's so many different companies that are using delivery uh, as a great tool. And, and access. How close are you to your customer? Yep. Are you open 24 hours? Are you open? What are your, you know, I use Huntington Bank. Uh, as a bank uh, that is open beyond traditional banking hours so that their customers who work can come in after work or on the weekends. Sure. That's yeah. convenient. So anyway, those are some of the ideas and areas. And I think it's one of the hottest opportunities for a company to disrupt a competitor. And people even pay more for convenience if it's done right. So anyway, I can talk more about that. I can... <laughs> I love it. But that's no. my favorite thing to be thinking about and talking about. I'm living it 24-7 right now. No, I love it, Chef. You're absolutely right. When you look at the big boys right now, the biggest companies in the world that are changing the way that we live our lives and the way that we consume, you're absolutely right. The one thing that they all have 
in common, it's convenience. They make it easy to buy from them. They make it easy to consume their products and their services. And then they make it easy for us to want to tell all of our friends about how great it was to, to go through that with them. So you're absolutely right. Um, Shep, I'd love to take a couple minutes uh, to, to talk with you about the four CX success pillars. So as you know, we spent a ton of time here on the show talking about team, right. tools, process and feedback, stuff that you live and breathe every single day of your life. I'd love for you to chat with the CX Nation about which of those four pillars do you tend to spend the bulk of your time with when it comes to, to, to working with your clients and some of the companies that you're consulting for? What, what, are you asking me which of these four do I spend most of the time with? Yes, sir. Which of the four CX pillars do yeah, you Yeah, and I'm looking the at them and gosh – you know, I would say it depends what you call tools. Uh, I, I, I would say the tools are the natural. Uh, so uh, and I, I'm, and the reason I struggle with this is people would say tools. Oh, that could be, you know, artificial intelligence it could be software. Yep, yep. But I, I wrote a book about three years ago called Amaze Every Customer Every Time. Yep. 52 tools to create the most amazing service on the planet, tools. So why did I use that word tools? Because really what they are, they're tactics. Yep. And they're the things that if you do business with somebody, you're going to say, wow, I'm really glad they do that. And, um, you know, they can be strategic in a sense uh, or, or leadership, you know, based, or they can be uh, very tactical, like your frontline actually interacting with the customer. But um, I call them tools because I used Ace Hardware as a role model and a case study throughout the entire book. It's not a book about them, but it's an example of how a little guy beats up or beats and wins and thrives in, in the you know shadow of these big box stores. Yep. Uh, so it's like David versus Goliath. So I probably spend more time on tools than anything, recognizing that tools are ways to deliver service, whether it be software or whether it be actually soft skills. That's great. No, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And again, any team that is going to push their business to the next level, they have to have the toolkit that gets them there. I mean, it's it's one thing to get your business up and off the ground in the first place, but to get to get it humming along and to get it really, really scaling and growing for the future, tools is going to be one of the biggest one of the biggest aspects in delivering that. So, spot on, Chef. Um, in terms of, I'd like for to kind of get your idea. So a lot of the a lot of the folks listening to the show, Shep, we've got a lot of customer experience, customer service um, professionals, folks that are that are living and breathing this world every day. They're working with customers, they're figuring things out, and really they're trying their very best to amaze, uh, to amaze their customers, and to really kind of make sure that they're doing everything they can to come back. Mm-hmm. What is some advice that you have for some of the startup founders or younger executives, or even small business owners who listen to this show? When it comes to getting their business or their early customer base off the ground, wow. Well, as it applies to customer service and experience, I think number one is always keep the customer in mind with every decision that you make. That's what I call customer focus. Uh, And what that means is that every time you're getting ready to create a process, um, do uh, a, a product or a product change. You should say, how is my customer going to feel about this? How is this going to impact the experience? And I'll give you an example. Some of them are going to be, oh, they're going to love that I have more product uh, or more colors of this product. But what happens if I raise the price? How are they going to feel about that? Well, they're not going to be happy about that. But that doesn't mean I don't do it. 
It just means I'm going to make a conscious decision to do something, recognizing how the customer is going to feel about it. So I'd say first and foremost is to become customer focused. Okay. And then when you, when you, when you become customer focused, what are some of the, uh, some of the easiest opportunities or the easiest areas that you've seen to get that feedback from your customers? Yeah. And it's not even so much about the feedback to start with. I, I want you to identify, I want the company to identify every single touch point that the customer is going to have in the experience, not just in the service, interacting one-on-one with a team member, but actually what's the entire experience going to look like? It may start out with them being on a website. It may move to them going to a contact form. It may then go to a follow-up phone call. Uh, and how is that phone? And then there's an appointment that's said. And I, 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 I mean, there's so many different ways, or it sure. could be a straight retail transaction. But I want everybody, uh, I want number one, the whoever's running the organization, big or small, as even as small as two or three people is to recognize where all those touch points are. And then there's a second area. I call it the impact points. What's happening behind the scenes? Mm. And the example is if you check your bag on an airline trip from St. Louis to Los Angeles and I see my bag go down the conveyor belt and four hours later I'm in Los Angeles and I say, see it show up on the carousel. There's probably 20 people that touch that bag between then and now, and and, uh, that's the impact they have behind the scenes. If somebody doesn't do their job, that impact point, you know, just explodes, and then uh, the touch point at at the end is not a positive experience. So impact points, touch points, and what that allows a company to do is recognize that everybody in their organization, every department somehow is impacting the customer experience. So feedback wise. When you're on the front line and you're on that, that touch point uh, and you're actually interacting, it's great opportunity to ask your customers. So you get feedback one of two or three ways. I always say just ask. And if you're in the interaction, ask. If it's, if it's not an interaction that you can ask, do it shortly after that interaction. So uh, I, I've received surveys a week after I've done business with somebody, and by that time I've forgotten all about them. <laughs> Me too, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you do it, you know, and you don't necessarily need to do it in one minute, but yeah. it shouldn't be a week. Uh, maybe it's the next day. Once you, the further out you get, the less opportunity you get to get, get the feedback. Number two, make that feedback easy for them to give. Don't don't give them you know feedback fatigue, survey fatigue, if you yep. will. Yep. Um, you know, my car dealership, the one that I love so much. I still love them, but I'm not answering any more of their darn surveys. I'm, I'm tired of them. <laughs> You're okay? tapped out. <laughs> they beat me up the first time with a 25-minute survey. Right, you know? right. And it's like, I'm not going to do that again. But yeah. they wanted me to. Too damn bad. It's because they, they want your expertise, Shet. They, they know that you are a specific type of client that they need to get that feedback on. Yeah, and fine. Then pick up the phone and call me. <laughs> right. Don't make me go from screen to screen to screen after I've already filled it out the first time That's and good. the second time. It's a great time. point. It's a great and point. And again, a lot of the folks that are listening to this, right, they're, they're, they are running these customer experience teams and startups where they're literally trying to figure out each and every day what is the best way of getting this customer feedback. Is it, you know, pick is it our the phone? There you go. That's what, look, I've spent my entire career talking with my teams that way. Pick up the telephone and call someone. It is the best way to get a, a true sense for how they're doing. More importantly for, fo- for, for folks it's just easier. It's good. Talk about convenience, Shep, right? Yeah, make it easy. So American Airlines, uh, that's my airline of choice. I fly on them. And by the way, I, I love a lot of airlines. Do, who do I think is the best airline? 
I'm even though I find them the most, I'm not going to say it's American. I think Southwest does an amazing job. You know, I I still love American, but when you look at the day in and day out, who's more consistent? But what American Airlines did that was really cool is about a month or so ago, I received a phone call and they said, look, we're we're not actually here asking for a survey. I work with this special department. I can't remember which department it was. There's maybe eight people in this department. And she says, we just want your feedback. You fly on us a lot. What are we doing right? Where can we do better? And I said, I am so glad you asked. Um, But you know what? I don't have time right now. What I'd like to do is really think about this, make some notes and call you back. If you really want to hear, they oh, we absolutely want to hear. And she said, if I'm not here, I'm going to give you the number. When you call in, there's only a few of us on this team. So you'll talk to somebody and they'll know who you are. And of course I called, she wasn't there. And the person said, oh yeah, I see you talked to so-and-so. Um, so uh, you wanted to make some notes. We'd love to hear them. And I went through a list of all the things I thought were great and the few areas I thought were opportunities to improve. That's awesome. That's great. Yep. No, it really, it's huge. And again, for the, for, for some of the, for some of the folks that are running these younger businesses that are listening today, getting that feedback and thinking about how you can inject it back into your product and your service offering, it's going to be key to the, to the future success of your company. So I love it, Jeff. Great stuff. All right. I have uh, some fire round questions for you, sir. Coming I'm at ready. You. I'm sitting down. I'm, I'm bracing myself. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So here's the deal. Everybody that comes onto the show, we ask them this question and the net of it is this. We would like to know, the CX Nation would like to know, what is the most entertaining customer interaction that you've had in your career? (laughs) Well, you can just go on my YouTube channel and hear me talk about the cab driver story that was just absolutely (laughs) amazing. But I'm not going to take the easy way out. Okay, okay. Okay? Yep. Uh, And and by the way, Shep TV or ShepTV.com or Shep.TV takes you straight to the YouTube channel. And there's a cab driver story that I tell that I promise will make you laugh and that you want to share with your team. (laughs) But here's what happened the other night. Okay. And it was an entertaining story and the most amazing, like, can you believe I can't make this crap up? Okay. We go to a fancy, fancy steakhouse. The salad's like $14 and it's a regular plain salad. There's two people that order it. My buddy, his salad gets dropped down by the server, you know, service sets it down and it's like half on the plate and and it's like where's the rest of the salad it looks like they lo- he lost half of it and the other salad of course is full and and nice looking on the plate and my buddy says excuse me but but th- there must be something wrong i ordered the same salad she did did i is this like a half salad and the most entertaining line came out of the server's mouth i don't make them i just serve them <laughs> oh man <laughs> Did she, and, did she know who she was saying that to, Shep? Oh, no, it, it was a he and, and stunned us into silence. Uh, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't make this up. What was and your guys' so response? Person, as soon as the person walks away, we have a very entertaining conversation around that line. And uh, it was just amazing. I, I talked to the manager about it. The manager wanted a comp or meal after that. I said, you don't need to even think about giving us anything for free. That's not why I complain or, or tell you anything. But what I would like to do when I'm finished with dinner is I'd like to tell you all of the things that went well and didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat down with him afterward for about 15 minutes, and he just was very appreciative. I told him what I did, and we were really nice about it. He said, I want you to come back tomorrow night. I want to take care of you. I said, well, I don't know what taking care of me means, but I'm probably not coming back tomorrow night. <laughs> <No> <laughs> uh, you know, we'll try something different. Right. Ironically, 
that's where my friends wanted to go back, a different set of friends. So I did go back and we had an eight o'clock reservation and I went upstairs at five o'clock when the restaurant opened. I sat down with the manager for about five minutes. This is this is what we're going to do tonight. OK, and this is who my team, who my friends are. These are really high profile people, New York Times bestselling authors, world class consultants. And we can't screw this up tonight. Yep. And uh, they did a phenomenal job. And they gave us a free appetizer. That's and by awesome. the way, didn't need it, didn't want it. It was a little touch. Yep. It was nice. They didn't have to buy an entire meal. Yep. They didn't even have to do anything other than just blow us away this time. And they did. I love it. Shep, you know what's great about that story, though, is like this is a literally a perfect example for how when any business or any business owner, right, takes the time to ask how how it went how could we do better what can we do different how do i make sure that you come back the next time and they and you guys went through that process and he literally got that second chance although it was probably st- it sounds like stakes even a little bit higher and he, and they killed it they did it for you guys it worked it literally it's a, it's the it's the beauty and the power of of uh, of the full circle feedbacks so that's awesome story well thank you thank you very much and they did a good job and you know what i hope to go back and hopefully the manager will remember who i am and and uh, just give us another great experience. The funny thing is, he says, and I'll make sure you don't get the same server. I go, well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, let's it might be let's, best to put us let's on the other side of the change. restaurant. <laughs> yeah, put them put them on a different floor, please. That's awesome. Well, look. So to wrap up the show, Shep, I want to make sure that you have some time to highlight anything that you'd like to pitch or to chat with the CX Nation about upcoming events, conferences, books. How, and then most importantly, how our listeners can get in touch with you so that they can keep the conversation with you as well going into the future. Sure. Well, this is easy. Hiking.com, easiest way to stay with me. Uh, you know, Get my newsletter. It's free. I, I do a fun cartoon every week. I do a, a great customer service tip every week. I promise you it is value. It's not promotion. Uh, speaking of promotion, I already talked about the book. The book's called The Convenience Revolution. And the subtitle is How to Deliver a Customer Service Experience that Disrupts the Competition and Creates Fierce Loyalty, which is what we want. Uh, I talked a little bit about that at the top of the show. If you go to BeConvenient.com, that's BeConvenient.com, and you pre-order the book, the book comes out in October, you will, uh, I will, first of all, you just pay for the book and we'll pay the shipping and the tax. It'll come from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, CEO Read, one of those retailers. But today, if you were, well, not just today, anytime you pre-order it, if you pre-ordered it anytime before October 2nd, you will automatically get the ebook free and it's immediate. So the e- the book is finished. It's actually, uh, the publisher says it's at the printer waiting to get printed. So we have the ebook available and instead of selling it to you through Amazon, we will uh, give you a link and uh, just you click on it. It opens up. Boom. You've got the book. You can download it to your computer or whatever you want to watch it on or read it on. And it's like our gift to you. So I'm very excited about that. And um, I, I think it's there's nobody that's written a book on this topic. Uh, the closest thing is the effortless experience. Sure. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a great, great book. Absolutely. Love that book. But that's just about one aspect of you know the customer service and experience. This is about really uh, a strategic look at what you can do, and then there's tactical ways to make it happen uh, throughout your entire organization to be known as a convenient company. By the way, there's a reason they call a convenience store a convenience store because it's convenient. Yep. So, what can we do to to earn that title for our 
uh, from our customers. I love it. I love it. Well, first of all, Sheb, I look forward to reading the book myself in the very near future. And second of all, I think that that's an awesome parting note for the CX Nation, which is how can you make things more convenient for your customers? It makes perfect sense. And it's something that each and every one of us should get back to work on this week within our own businesses and with our own customer bases to make it happen for the future. So, Shep, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so happy that you were on the show. Uh, thank you so, so much for your time and for, for speaking with all of us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And uh, stay amazing, be amazing, and be convenient. Thank you so much, Shep. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles. Be sure to subscribe, save, and share with all of your fellow CXers. And until next time, make happiness a habit, CX Chronicles Nation. Check us out at cxchronicles.com.